Planning for taxes in retirement is key. Today, we've got three ideas that can help you reduce taxes on your retirement savings. And now, Retire Right Radio with Paul Roberts. Taxes, the dreaded taxes. How can we, well, mitigate the the impact of taxes in our retirement? That's how we open the show, Retire Right Radio. Paul Roberts is President, Chief Investment Advisor with Roberts Wealth Management. And sitting in for Paul, again, part of the team of all-star advisors at Roberts Wealth Management. That is Weston Lindemann. Weston, greetings. Great to have you back in the studio again. Hey, Dave. Good to be here. Thanks for having me again. You tell me Paul uh, recently put on one of his um, seminars that really gets the crowd engaged. Uh, And and that's not a surprise to me that he can do that. Absolutely. The annual State of the Union address, that's for Roberts Wealth Management's clients. And we get together in Biloxi and also out in the Houston area and do a big event in which mainly it's, you know, uh, Paul speaking to uh, the client base, letting them know kind of what we expect for the year ahead, how we did last year and and what our, um, you know, overall plans are for, you know, serving our clients in the best way possible. He's a he's a great teacher, so uh, I'm sure that they definitely are good and and very informative. Well, uh, as we approach retirement, it is advisable to explore those strategies for minimizing the tax obligations in your retirement income, maximizing the retention of your funds, and minimizing contributions to taxation should be a priority potentially involving long-term investments, including alternative options. So we're going to look at some things that we need to consider uh, in retirement and and regarding taxes, Weston, because I guess we can just open by saying, unfortunately, they don't go away when you retire. That's right. And and that's why we like to say in retirement, it's not really about what you earn that matters the most. It's, it's what you keep because the Government, unfortunately, has made it very difficult for people to keep more of their earnings, uh, more of their savings in retirement. There's all sorts of traps that if you do not plan accordingly, you're going to walk away with less at the end of the day. And when we're in retirement and it's all about making sure those dollars last as long as possible, you know, giving an extra five to 10 percent to the government or even more than that is uh, certainly something that can blow up any retirement plan. So we want to be proactive and utilizing some of our strategies to make sure we're efficient on our taxes. I like that being proactive because I mean, we're in tax time now. It's, it's that time of the year we start thinking about it and what our impact will be from 2023. We all are, you know, have to look back every year around this time, but what about looking forward? Uh, Let's do that. And let's look at those retirement accounts that you have at some point you are going to either voluntarily or, or be forced to withdraw from them. What should we consider in that? That regard well for a lot of people it kind of sneaks up on them by the time you get to 73 you've kind of figured out your fixed income in retirement you know you know where your income streams are or at least you should by then mm-hmm. and because of that you know if you're not prepared for those required minimum distributions that are going to come out at age 73 then it can become a tax problem so where i most commonly see this is when people have really good fixed income you know maybe they've got a pension they've got good social security benefits uh, maybe they're making some withdrawals already Uh, from their retirement accounts. And then they have to take this required minimum distribution, which at age 73 is going to be around 4% of whatever's in that account. And, you know, if that's the difference between where you're at currently and the next Medicare premium threshold, that can mean higher Medicare premiums. If you're, you know, close to the next tax bracket, that can push you over to the next bracket. And it can make your Social Security become taxable. There's so many downstream effects that if we just planned in advance, go ahead and clean up our tax liability before we get to age 73. It's going to make it a lot smoother sailing in retirement as a result. And so, of course, one of the big things we do there is Roth conversions. That's our preferred tax efficient strategy for dealing with this problem because Roth conversions work for pretty much everybody. Even if you make too much money to contribute to a Roth, when you're retired, there's still a backdoor to Roth accounts in which we can go ahead and pay the taxes now on our deferred accounts, whether that's 401k or a traditional IRA, get those dollars moved into a Roth account. It's going to set us up for a, a much more successful retirement as a result. Yeah, let let it uh, sit in there and cook tax-free uh, after that. Uh, that RMD age since 2020 has gone from 70 and a half to 72, now 73, and in 2033, it goes to 75. So you, you mentioned Roth. That's that's definitely a big thing we can do proactively. Uh, what's the difference between a Roth conversion and contributing to a Roth? 
Well, uh, Roth contributions have to be from earned income. And so when we're you know in retirement, that's no longer an option. But that's okay, because if we have some dollars in a tax-deferred account like an IRA, uh, simply paying the taxes on it is what gets it from being an IRA status to being in that Roth category. And Roth dollars have to be in an account for five years in order to get any of those benefits. So like just about everything in the investment world, it's better the earlier we begin doing that. And uh, that's why it's a big part of our tax-efficient planning. So there have been a lot of changes that have come down from the uh, Secure Act of 2020 and the Secure Act 2.0 that took effect in January of last year. And a lot of that has to do with uh, RMDs. For example, they kept bumping back that age. And I know a lot of people will will take a, a first look at that and think, well, that's a good thing because now I don't have to worry about RMDs as much. But because of the way RMDs are calculated, there's a couple of issues there. One being that as they push back the age, that percentage that you have to take is a little bit higher hmm. because it's based on life expectancy in part. You mm-hmm. know, the IRS is notorious for their simple calculations, so I'm not going to try <laughs> to uh, expound on that anymore uh, in depth. But the other factor there is with the looming tax code changes in 2025, if we were already taking our RMDs or if we were already you know, cleaning up our, our tax liability in advance, this wouldn't be a concern. But if you have a lot of money sitting in a tax-deferred account, and you've uh, adopted this notion that everyone has that taxes should be lower in retirement. That that sounds good in theory, but when the government changes the rules along the way, that no longer holds true. And so in 2025, when the current tax code expires, if we're actually going to be looking at higher taxes um, in 2026, then that could mean that for retirees, for the $60 trillion that are sitting in the retirement accounts of baby boomers, it makes sense to me at least that Congress would look to that to start paying down that Thirty-one trillion in debt that we've accumulated. <laughs> yeah, I mean, good point. Um, but we've we've got less than two years to act before these current tax rates sunset. It's tax strategies we're talking about here, and in retirement, because yeah, they don't go away. Uh, but proactive tax strategies, part of that planning process, you can get a look at what your retirement could be what your plan could look like if you schedule that comprehensive review with Weston and Paul and the team. 800-891-8680 to do that. 800-891-8680. So what do we need to be uh, and how careful do we need to be when we're selling off assets? Well, one thing you want to look for is capital gains. Um, If you've held the assets for a year or, or greater, you're going to be at the capital gains tax rate, which is going to be more advantageous than if you have shorter term gains. And so uh, the way we're handling our dollars in retirement, you know, if we have mutual funds, if we have stocks, even if it's real estate, whatever the case may be, we want to be aware of the taxable implications there. Anytime we're moving money, you know, if someone comes to us with a lot of money in a non-qualified account, that would be a non-retirement account. One of the things that we do that I think sets us apart from other advisory firms is we're going to actually look at Uh, the cost basis that you have for each of your holdings. We're going to do some in-depth analysis to make sure we can do things like tax loss harvesting. That is, balance out your gains with some losses and lower your your, uh, total taxable uh, rate as a result. And so uh, that's, you know, just a a piece of what we have to look at. When it comes to taxes in retirement, you know, we want to make sure that we're pulling our dollars in the most strategic way as possible. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Good strategies with taxes. And, um, you know, I'm just curious uh, where you are on this and and bringing debt into the picture is um, it's probably safe to say if you have one of those good mortgage rates, mortgage would be probably the best debt to have. Where are you on mortgage and and then how that can factor in with your tax impact? Well, one thing that certainly happens to a lot of people is they begin to lose their deductions in retirement. You know, they have the house paid off, the kids are out of the house, so they no longer have dependents. So beyond the standard deduction, there's not a lot that people in retirement often have the ability to take. And so one of the things we talk through with people, and it comes up a lot, is should I go ahead and pay off the mortgage? And this is, you know, as much uh, a debt conversation as as it is a tax conversation, uh, because of the deductions that people give up when they have their house paid off. And so there's a lot of moving parts to this. I, I think it's a good time to mention that if if you're looking at the, the retirement puzzle and you can't fit all the pieces together, it's probably a good idea to consult with an advisor. This is 
what we do on a daily basis, helping people figure out should should I pay off this you know high interest loan or you know if you have a mortgage rate of two or three percent, it's probably um, you know not priority number one to go ahead and tackle that that mortgage. And so of course there's no one size fits all there. Uh, there's all sorts of things that we have to consider when it comes to uh, you know paying off debts and what's the best way to take our dollars in retirement. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of complexity there. Well, and uh, actually, the team at Roberts Wealth can act as great coaches as well. If you're in that financial red zone, still working but nearing retirement and maximizing your savings, they have the 401k coaching program. And also, they uh, will talk to you, as Weston said, about Roth conversions. Are they right for you? And what's the best way to handle that? and proactive tax strategies. It's all part of that planning process. And uh, actually, the team opens their calendar every week on this show and makes available opportunities to schedule a comprehensive review where you can get a look at what your strategies would be. Great thing, this is at no cost, no obligation. We'll open the phones to make it available right now. We keep a few openings on our calendar for a free review for anyone who has more questions about how this might be affecting their retirement. So give us a call. We'd like to talk to you personally and try to answer any questions that you have. And from there, we'll talk through all of these different puzzle pieces. We've talked about a few today, but it truly is a puzzle in solving retirement problems. And the good news is any of the challenges we talk about, we can overcome. We just have to have a written plan in place. So that all begins with a complimentary consultation. And we would love to help you in creating that plan. And got to look at what your retirement could be. Schedule at no cost and no obligation, 800-891-8680, 800-891-8680. And wherever you're listening, there's an office that, that's near you, Roberts Wealth Management with offices in Biloxi and Mobile and Daphne in Pensacola and around Houston as well. So which one's most convenient for you to come in and get a look at your retirement? What could be really, really good strategies for you? That's certainly their goal and, and, and a fiduciary approach that they take. 800-891-8680 to schedule this no cost, no obligation review. 800 800- 891-8680. Saving for retirement is just one step in the process. When we come back, uh, we've got some things that should not be overlooked on that road to retirement. It is Retire Right Radio. Stay with us. With Retire Right Radio, Weston Lindemann is part of the team of all-star advisors at Roberts Wealth Management. You can check their website and learn so much about the firm. RobertsWealth.com is the website. You can actually hear the podcast there as well. And there are, how many have we got now? We're up to 139. So you can scroll through the menu on the other 100, 138. A lot of great topics there. And just uh, listen on demand at robertswealth.com. All right, so we're going to look at having enough money to retire. Certainly that's critical. But there are some other things that you need to make sure that you don't overlook, even if they don't have a direct impact on on your spending goal in retirement. We're going to go through some of these with Weston now. Um, I guess this, this is very important, especially when you first meet with someone, finding out their time horizon and talking to them about any lifestyle changes that could occur. Absolutely. So one of the things that I think people often overlook is that they have to have a mindset shift that takes place as you get closer and closer to retirement. And so, you know, the reality is oftentimes people have not done a great job of saving because when you're in your 20s and 30s, it seems so far away. You know, maybe we delay prioritizing our retirement accounts. And so people are playing catch up in their 50s and as they approach retirement. And as a result, they feel like they need to take on more aggressive positions in their portfolio to compensate for the lack of savings. And, you know, that's just really going about it the wrong way. One of the things that you have to consider is that as you get closer to retirement, the amount of time that you have to make a comeback in the event of any sort of market downturn is greatly reduced. And so, You know, it's not uncommon that I see someone with a portfolio that is pretty aggressive, geared more towards, you know, someone who's in the middle of their career, 30s, 40s, and so on. Uh, They're not considering that if there's any sort of market downturn, you know, just the the bare minimum 20% downturn that's required to be classified as a bear market, they're going to need about four years of a constant 6% rate of return just to get back to even. And so, 
the idea of taking on more aggressive positions to make up for the lack of savings is really just a you know closes a, a close guarantee to uh, making sure that you're compounding your losses right when you need your retirement dollars the most. And so we don't want people to do that. That's you know one of the main things we have to consider with time horizon is are we adjusting our portfolio uh, relative to how much time that we have left and if you're planning to retire in a couple of years, but you're taking on an aggressive position. Um, if there's any sort of you know global event that can throw a wrench in your plans, well, it seems like all of those events are happening this year. And so you're just potentially putting yourself in a spot where you now have to wait four more years to retire instead, to retire instead of two. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but you end up with the same amount of money that you had uh, previously, because that's just getting back to even. That's not even counting you know the getting ahead that you wanted to do. Exactly. We always begin with the end in mind. That's why income planning is such an important part of what we do. Uh, people have a number in their head. They think, oh, I need a million dollars in order to retire or a half million dollars, whatever that number is that you've read or you've heard from someone else. Um, it oftentimes isn't true because it's going to be dependent on your budget. And so with that liability management, getting closer to retirement is something that has to be a priority. You know, you take a little bit of risk off the table, but beyond that, you've got to figure out Uh, how to reduce your expenses. In many cases, that's the objective people are faced with. And that's something that we can help them analyze. We kind of talked about it a little bit earlier. Should we go ahead and pay off the mortgage, things like that? Should we tackle the credit card debt? These are the types of things that we help people decide. And it's oftentimes as much an emotional decision as as it is a rational one, um, because, you know, people want that satisfaction of knowing, well, I've got the house paid off. Uh, But sometimes, you know, that 2% or 3% mortgage rate, you know, isn't exactly the the first thing we should be tackling. If we've got some credit card debt that's still hanging out there at, you know, 18% interest, uh, there's a lot of different facets to this, but it's best that we sit down and have a conversation about your time horizon, potential lifestyle changes as you get into retirement, uh, and what that looks like on the liability side, as well as the assets that you've accumulated. And this segment is really a, a good look at the uh, the working relationship with the all-star team at Roberts Wealth Management because they're going to do everything they can in a custom fashion to make sure that you don't overlook anything that could have impact on your retirement. If you have any questions, you can call, schedule a review, 800-891-8680, 800-891-8680. Let's look at wealth transfer um, and overall estate planning. What's that process like? What, what should everyone be considering in that regard? Because I know that um, I know that legacy wishes differ from person to person. That's right. And the most important thing here is that we're at least considering it. And a lot of times people kind of take this shoot from the hip approach where they say, well, whatever's left over at the end, that'll be for the kids. And, you know, that's fine, too. Uh, but let's at least make sure that we have it in the proper account. And what I mean by that is we, we talked about the SECURE Act briefly earlier, the SECURE Act of 2020. By the way, that means setting every community up for retirement enhancement. That's what Congress dubbed the SECURE <laughs> Act. And you know, if we take a close look at what they actually did in that piece of legislation, it's hard to believe that uh, that set anyone up for an enhanced retirement. One of the things that they took away was the stretch IRA. Mm-hmm. The stretch IRA said that if you had a non-spouse beneficiary, so you know, nine times out of 10, that's going to be an adult son or daughter that is in the prime of their career, you know, in their 40s or 50s, perhaps making more money than they have at any other previous point in their life. And now uh, they're gifted a an IRA through inheritance, uh, you know, as their parents have passed on. And the idea being there that, you know, whether it's $100,000 or, or any other number, that that's the amount that they would be getting. But with the stretch IRA no longer available, the stretch meaning you could stretch out the amount of time you had to take those distributions, now being forced to take those dollars uh, in a more in a quick schedule, that means that we're possibly bumping our uh, children, in this case, up into a higher tax bracket. You know, if they're already at the 22% bracket, you know, no one wants to complain about receiving an inheritance. But if you get taxed at a 30% rate instead of 22, that's not exactly ideal. And so right. we, we talked about Roth conversions already. That is going to be a great strategy to go ahead and clean up that tax liability so that we're passing along an inheritance and not a tax bomb. 
to our non-spouse beneficiary in this case. Exactly. And that's the last thing you want to do. You want to uh, not only help yourself out in taxes, but your beneficiaries. And also, um, I've heard horror stories about people who fail to do uh, the review of beneficiaries and then uh, their wishes not being met when they passed away. The wrong person getting the money, in other words. Yeah, that's unfortunate. And it just comes along with not taking the time to do careful planning. So while we're not attorneys here at Roberts Wealth, but we do have established partnerships with attorneys that we'll bring into our office to work with you to set up all of these things, healthcare directives, powers of attorney, make sure everything's up to date so that any worst case scenario, we already have a plan in place to deal with it. And, and looking at um, benefits that you could enjoy in retirement, we talked about, we opened the show talking about taxes, any kind of tax benefits or any other benefits. Of course, you know, at 65, we're on Medicare. That's not free, but any, any benefits that do come with retirement that we may not be aware of? Sure. Well, one of the main things is making sure that we're maximizing the benefits that are readily available to us. And the first one there that comes to mind should be Social Security and and Medicare. And uh, as we've talked about with Medicare already, we've got to make sure that we're showing, you know, a a lower amount of income in order to keep our premiums low. Um, Similar story with Social Security. I like to tell people that the easiest way to make a half million dollars in retirement, that's going to be avoid taxation on your Social Security. Now, Avoidance there of the taxation is different than evasion. The the main difference being about 25 years in federal prison. <laughs> right. uh, but with avoiding taxation on your Social Security, what we're saying is we need to show the IRS that our income as a household, if we're a married couple, is less than, it's around $30,000. And anything above that, you're going to become taxable on your benefits. If you look at the cumulative value of benefits over the course of retirement, if you avoid taxes on those benefits, that's going to be about a half million dollars. And so uh, one of the, the the main things that we're considering there in maximizing our benefit is making sure that, uh, for example, if we have more dollars that are in a Roth account, if we're pulling from those dollars early in retirement to uh, supplement our income, then good news, it's not going to affect our Social Security taxation. Whereas if we're pulling from a traditional IRA, that could potentially affect your Social Security benefit, that could affect your Medicare premiums. And so it all goes back to making sure that we have a, a plan that's you know written down that begins with the end in mind. How do we maximize income? We talked about uh, Social Security maximization. That's one of the reports that we put together for people that, you know, if you don't know whether to take it as 62 or 70, one of the best ways to make sure you're maximizing that benefit in particular is to sit down, have a plan that includes if I want to wait until age 70 to take Social Security, one, that it's going to be worth it. Do we have longevity? Uh, in, in the family history? Are we expecting to live a long life? In, in, in which case, it would make sense to wait until age 70. The second question there, of course, though, being how do we pull from our retirement assets in the meantime in order to make it there so that we can maximize our Social Security? But one of the things that we do for people is going to be getting them that Social Security maximization report. And I can't stress it enough, um, maximizing your benefits in retirement, whether it's Social Security, Medicare, taking advantage of tax deductions. These are all things that have got to be a part of the total picture. The total picture, that's it. And that's actually what you can see uh, for you because it's a custom approach that they take in that first meeting with you. And they make that available on this show every week at no cost, no obligation. We'll open the phones to make available this comprehensive review. You can call in and schedule now. I'd like to let our listeners know that we keep a few openings on our calendar each week for anyone who has more questions about any of these things that we discussed, whether it's Medicare, we'll get you in front of our Medicare expert. If it's income planning, you know, there's a good chance you could be talking to me or one of our other all-star advisors. And whatever the case may be, if it's, you know, reallocating your portfolio to account for, you know, your new time horizon as you approach retirement, these are the things that we do every day. Our strategies are often used by people, uh, you know, who have any number of situations in their in their personal life or you know any dollar amount that we're working with and so the main thing is you need to be serious about retirement planning and let's take a moment to actually sit down and and have a discussion about that 
absolutely a discussion. They'll answer any questions. Certainly, they'll have questions for you to better learn you. If you do go forward, they need to know not only what you're bringing to the table, but how you see yourself in retirement, living retirement, your dreams, any concerns you have. To get those questions answered, 800-891-8680, 800-891-8680. They'll lay it all out. You know, some people like, I, I know that I'm, I'm very visual. I respond better to visual stimuli. So, uh, if that's the case, um, Weston, I'm sure you'll take it to the whiteboard if necessary and uh, make, make it come to, live, uh, to life on that. 800-891-8680 to schedule this comprehensive review at no cost, no obligation. 800-891-8680. Well, you know, you can have the best plan in the world, but one thing you can count on is life happens. And uh, that's the only constant that's changed. So no, no matter how well we plan, the unexpected can happen. And up next, we'll help you plan for the unplanned in your retirement. Life happens, that's for sure, and it does in retirement. How do you plan for that? And what kind of contingency plans do you have in place so your retirement plan, you, know, you don't have to go back and reinvent the wheel if something happens? That's also part of the process with the team at Roberts Wealth Management. We're back with Retire Right Radio. Weston Lindemann is part of the team of All-Star Advisors. RobertsWealth.com is the website. Weston, there's so much we can talk about here in retirement and the subject of life happens. So we're going to cover some of these and what we need to consider as we approach retirement. Let's start with this. Boomerang kids. I think I know what that is. That would be they leave the home and they come back. Yes, Dave, this is something that is unfortunately more and more common. And I'll say I'm not exactly going to be an ambassador for my generation here. I'm somewhere between Generation Z and the millennial generation uh-huh. myself. And when, when you hear about boomerang kids, these are you know, the, the ones that didn't quite um, failure to launch. I believe that's a that's a movie actually yes. about a, a yeah. guy who doesn't quite <laughs> succeed uh, in getting out on his own. Matthew McConaughey, is, is, I think. That's right. And so, you know, normally that would be in good company if you could reference yourself to Matthew McConaughey. In this case, <laughs> uh, Boomerang Kid is not the ideal status. But what it means for retirees is that you're more likely to have a, a young adult uh, meaning a son or a daughter, or perhaps both, that are living with you a little bit longer, you know, doing things like staying in school longer, mm-hmm. delaying marriage. Not only that, there's some recent startling statistics from uh, em- employment research. They've done uh, studies with employers across the country recently that have uncovered what hiring managers think about Generation Z and that they are not exactly suitable for the workplace, according to um, you know, many, many people who've been interviewed on this subject. And what that looks like is people bringing their parents to job interviews. I saw who, that. Yeah, there's some interesting statistics out there, you know, somewhere in, in the neighborhood of 40 to 50% of employers interviewed said that they had had a Gen Z uh, interviewee bring their parent to the job interview. So, I don't know how I <laughs> would take that if I was interviewing someone and they brought their parents. Perhaps not the first impression that most of us would look to create. And (laughs) so that's sort of the background on who the boomerang kids are. You know, for better or worse, that's the situation that that a lot of people are in. And so what that means for retirees is you can expect to have some additional expenses as um, more and more kids, for lack of a better phrase, fail to launch. Right. You know, and don't beat your generation up too much because it's definitely with Gen X and boomers too. It's certainly happened. Um, and, and, you know, I, my daughter is a Gen Z, a young Gen Z or, and uh, I, I'm kind of with her and her friends, I'm kind of impressed in many ways with their commitment to saving and their work you know, ethics. So I think there's, I think it's going to be okay. I think it will, sure. but, but, but you make a good point. And also now with longevity, I think the boomers may be the first generation to find themselves as the sandwich generation because you could have boomerang kids and also you could be caring for uh, elderly parents. 
Well, look, we always hear about how lucky the baby boomers are, right? They, they're they the ones that got to buy the homes for a nickel that are now worth a million dollars. You know, they, they haven't had to worry about some of the things that the up and coming generations have to worry about. But yeah. at the same time, not only are they taking care of the younger generations for longer, they're also having to take care of the older generations as well. As people are living longer, that means retiring baby boomers may have uh, a, an elderly parent to take care of and providing that at-home care, in some cases having to move in with them or have the parent move in you know, to their house. And that comes with all sorts of additional costs because whether your, your care is coming from a long-term care facility or at-home care and you're the caregiver, there are so many expenses that go along with that. Not just the time commitment, but you know, if you're able to work for a few more years and earn income, and you otherwise would, but now you have an elderly parent to take care of. That's that's something that does, in fact, affect people's retirement plans. And not just that, but on, on the monetary side of things, there's just you know the added cost of of the care that goes into that. And so while baby boomers are having to take care of potentially boomerang kids, potentially elderly parents, one thing that unfortunately uh, seems to be often neglected. I ask this question a lot when people come in for that first consultation. Have you thought about how you're going to pay for long-term care? Mm-hmm. It's a very serious expense. We're talking somewhere in the neighborhood of $380 a day wow. for average care. Now, average care is not anyone's idea of what they want as their final that's stage of average, life. That's average, right. And just go to the average nursing home and see if that's going to cut it for you. Mm. So yeah. that's that's something that we've got to think about. Uh, a lot of people, of course, are self-insured, and that just means that you've accumulated enough assets that as long as you're not spending down your retirement accounts too much, you should have some available for long-term care needs in the future. But if we haven't saved enough, if we don't have long-term care insurance, this is something that we've got to keep in mind uh, with access to dollars, the need for you know maybe some liquidity later in retirement. Something to think about. We've talked about um, RMDs, required minimum distributions, and Roth conversions, and how how all that can affect have downstream effects in retirement. Well, it's not just Social Security and Medicare that that affects. If you have some dollars that are earmarked for future long-term care needs, and those dollars are in a traditional IRA, well, at age 73, the government's going to tell you you have to start taking those distributions. Now, of course, you can reinvest it. You don't have to spend it. Uh, but it does complicate things in that now that it's become taxable, um, you have you know perhaps 20% less than you had before. As you get later into life, when you're more likely to need those dollars for long-term care, it kind of complicates things. Whereas if, again, we have those dollars sitting in a Roth IRA, an account that isn't uh, required to take distributions from, then that can kind of set you up for a more surefire way to be able to fund your long-term care needs yourself. We're looking at life changes that that will occur in your retirement and how that need how that needs to be factored into your retirement plan. Another part of the conversation when you schedule with the team at all at Roberts Wealth Management, Weston here is a part of that all star team. 800-891-8680, 800-891-8680 to schedule. Let's let's you can lump everything under most definitely life happens the umbrella of that whether it's home maintenance, car maintenance. Uh, you know, the water heater breaks, you need new tires, what have you? What, uh, what what should we have in that emergency fund to deal with those events? Well, a good rule has always been six months expenses. In retirement, there's a couple of other complexities there. We definitely want access to some dollars that aren't going to be taxable. Again, that's going to be your Roth. Or if we ha- are taking advantage of tax code 7702, that has to deal with the way certain life insurance policies are treated in the tax code. The catch there being that they're not, you know, this is non-reportable income to the IRS. Um, you know, those are the places that we want to pull from for the unexpected. You don't want a, you know, necessary roof replacement to be the difference between, um, you know, your Medicare premium threshold, right. for example. And likewise, you know, not just the emergencies, but also the fun money. We want to be able to pull from our accounts and have fun when we want to go on a, a family trip somewhere. We don't want to have to worry about, well, how is this going to affect my Social Security benefit? Mm -hmm. And so at the risk of just repeating myself over and over again, I want to stress the importance of making sure that we have more dollars in that tax-free category, in that non-reportable category even, that tax code 7702. Now, we won't get too deep into the specifics on that because it's going to be a very case-by-case situation. But if 
the issue that you're most concerned about in retirement is taxes, I want to say it's it's well worth it to come in, meet with one of our advisors for about an hour to an hour and a half. Um, and let's let's see if we can figure out a, a tax efficient strategy to get you moving in the right direction. And uh, we're, we're in looking at this, one, I don't want to overlook this because actually gray divorce is a thing. I know when you sit down with a couple at first, you don't bring up this possibility. It would be like that Saturday Night Live skit, <laughs> meet your second wife. But um, so that would be uncomfortable. But I, I, one thing that wouldn't be uncomfortable is is having a contingency plan you know of and you could talk to couples about in the event of the death of a spouse. But what about with divorce? I mean, what what kind of effect could that have on your retirement? Well, anytime you're dividing assets and you know, picking up the, the pieces after a divorce, it can really complicate retirement plans. Uh, you think about things like, um, you know, your living situation. You've been living in the same home for 20 plus years. You get that later in life divorce and now you've got to go and, and you know, are you going to rent at $2,000 a month or are you going to get a mortgage at 8%? Your options these days are unfortunately oh, yeah. pretty tough to choose from. You're right. And so, there's a lot of things on the income planning side. It's things like, well, is there alimony that you have to pay or, or receive? You know, in some cases that can actually help an income plan. Um, there's a lot of considerations there. Now, gray divorce, of course, I take that to mean uh, separated but not officially divorced. Is am I correct in, in I, guessing that? Actually, that's that could it could mean that, and um, also it just could mean that divorce is occurring now more with uh, people who are older. Oh, I see. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Um, now, I have seen the the other uh, instances as well where there are people who are I you know, married, married on paper, but not exactly uh, together anymore. Absolutely. I've seen that. Yeah. And likewise, that can compl- complicate finances. And um, it all comes down to, you know, making sure that you have a plan for any of these things, whether it's, you know, divorce, the health care expenses we've talked about, um, life's unexpected happenings. And we have to make sure that we have a financial plan that navigates all of them. Absolutely. And you can talk about that plan and any contingencies that may be necessary when you meet with the team at Roberts Wealth, which you can now. We'll open the phones to make it available. And the great thing is at no cost and no obligation. Yeah. And I think all the things that we've talked about today are, you know, very complicated in nature. And that's why people deserve better answers than perhaps what they're accustomed to getting. And in this world of financial advising, it's important that you have an independent fiduciary that you're working with, someone that can deliver uh, confident answers and not just confident, but also correct, you know, and lead you on a strategic path to success in retirement. Something that, you know, often is missing from people's retirement plans is putting all of those different pieces together. We've talked about that puzzle a lot today, and it truly is a puzzle. We want to make sure that we're working with someone that's competent in order to solve that and That's exactly what you'll get by working with Robert's Wealth. And a no-cost, no-obligation comprehensive review you can schedule with a call to 800-891-8680, 800-891-8680. As we say all the time, you you may uh, be scheduled to sit down with Weston, but there is a team in multiple offices, all with their own uh, strengths and areas of expertise, where if you have a question for Weston and he feels like uh, someone else on the team could better answer it, well, they're there at your back and call. You really have the whole team behind you. If you go forward with your retirement at Roberts Wealth, 800-891-8680. RobertsWealth.com. Again, as we mentioned earlier, there's so much you can learn about the firm. You can hear the podcast. You can you can contact uh, and set up an appointment at RobertsWealth.com as well. And if you'd like them to uh, answer a question on the show, which we do every week, just indicate that and, and throw in your town so we can mention that. That's coming up, Q&A with Weston. RobertsWealth.com, the website for Roberts Wealth Management. It's RobertsWealth.com. That is how you can reach out and schedule an appointment. It's another way to do it. And also, uh, if you, you, can, uh, you can say, hey, I've got a question 
Uh, I'd like for you to answer this on the show. We appreciate the listeners who do that. So that's at robertswealth.com. It's Retire Right Radio. I'm Dave Perkins with Weston Lindemann, part of the big and very devoted, passionate team of all-star advisors at Roberts Wealth Management, ready to answer your questions. Let's start with one from Sugarland. I'm 78 and my wife is 77. I have 500000 in a maturing investment. My total income, excluding earned interest, is 63000 How can I protect my principal? That's a great question and something that is a big part of what we do at Robert's Wealth. When we begin with that end in mind, creating an income plan, the reason why we're able to offer such guarantees around income and retirement is because we do things like protecting the principal. Now, when you think about ways to achieve that traditionally, Advisors have followed what's called the rule of 100. Not a bad rule, although it's more like a guideline. What, what, what you're doing there is you're taking your age, subtracting it from 100. That gives you your stock to bond allocation roughly. So if you're 77 years old, that would you know tell you you need somewhere in the neighborhood of 70% protection built into your plan. Well, bonds, unfortunately, have been on a losing streak now for about three years. First time that's happened since 1970 to 1973, Mm -hmm. which I'll add that led to uh, about a 10-year period where no one made any money in the stock market during the 1970s. Um, Not saying that that's exactly what's on the horizon here, but the point there being, if you're sitting in a stock bond portfolio, you haven't exactly had your principal protected. It hasn't served that purpose of additional safety and stability. And so one of the places that we've looked, we always look to see what is correlated with you know, what's happening in the world today. In the rising interest rate environment we've seen, it's not just things like CDs and money market funds and treasuries that have done well in a rising interest rate environment, but more creatively, things like fixed indexed annuities have done extremely well in a rising interest rate environment. We can go ahead and lock in uh, certain strategies that have you know, in the neighborhood of 8% fixed interest over a 10-year period or 5% guaranteed over a 10-year period with some additional upside potential. That gives us flexibility in times when the market does good. But the main thing is making sure that you have a certain stream of reliable interest that is compounding annually in a way that we can take withdrawals that don't deplete the principal. A lot of times that's going to be keeping your withdrawal rate you know, somewhere uh, around 4 to 6% on the high end. If we can do that and we can generate uh, some good fixed interest, you know, leveraging the indexing opportunities that are available in fixed indexed annuities as well means that we're not uh, limiting ourselves to a mere 5 to 8%, but we can have the opportunity for more upside in years where the market does well. That kind of strategic money management is exactly what you need in order to protect your principal. Make sure that you're able to draw an income, but not actually deplete what you've saved. Great question from Sugarland. You mentioned you and your wife are 78 and 77. You know, these reviews that uh, they open their schedule to make available on this show every week are certainly excellent. First time I'm I'm nearing retirement. I've never thought about retirement planning, but they're also great second opinions. And just to get another set of eyes on what you have in place and answer any questions, 800-891-8680 to schedule, 800-891-8680. From Biloxi, what is the best investment option for me to grow my Roth IRA retirement account, ETFs, real estate, or something else? Well, real estate wouldn't be an option there unless it's through a REIT. That's a real estate investment trust, Mm -hmm. uh, which would give you access to sort of the real estate market without directly holding real estate. Um, ETFs, now, if you're asking me, you know, sort of in a vacuum, are ETFs the way to go? I can't answer that specifically without knowing more about your situation. ETFs are going to give you exposure to the market. Uh, The the answer I want to give you today, though, is, you know, if you're comparing ETFs to mutual funds, for example, ETFs are going to be the way to go. That's going to be research-backed. A study came out in 2018. It shows that when it comes to comparing to the benchmark, the S&P 500, top 500 stocks in the United States, ETFs closely match the performance of the S&P a lot closer than mutual funds do. When it comes to mutual funds in retirement or in general, even before retirement, mutual funds have uh, pretty good odds of underperforming in the long run. Even a five-star fund today is likely to be a two- or a three-star fund in a few years. And the reality is they generate a lot of fees and those fees go into the pockets of people on Wall Street 
whereas ETFs are very low cost. So we use ETFs a lot at Roberts Wealth in our portfolios. Of course, we add that second layer of strategic and active management to that to maximize uh, the gains. And that leads me to uh, more specifically what we want to think about when it comes to a Roth account. So in the event that you have a Roth as well as some other accounts, Roth is going to be your tax-free growth. And therefore, if we are sort of mixing our risk tolerance across accounts, right? You might have a couple of accounts that are conservative. Perhaps you've got a fixed indexed annuity that takes a lot of risk off the table, given that it has guarantees built in. Well, perhaps we can consider really taking uh, some more aggressive growth positions in our Roth account because the, the greater gains that might be seen in that Roth are going to be more advantageous as tax-free growth is uh, the big benefit of the Roth account there. And so, um, you know, figuring out the allocation, that's going to depend on your specific needs. If you're relying on these dollars for income, for example, that's a, a consideration we have to take into account. Um, but ultimately, one of the things that you want to make sure you're doing is maximizing the account type as much as uh, the investment selection. And for a Roth account, that means taking advantage of the fact that that growth is tax-free. And Weston, you were talking about Roth conversions earlier on the show. We have a question about Roth conversions from Pensacola saying, I've done Roth IRA conversions every year for the past several years, and I'm going to retire in two years with 30000 in my traditional Roth IRA. Should I continue the conversion process? Yeah, so one of the main things that we want to look at there is making sure that we are doing it in the most efficient way possible. A general rule that we like to look at is making sure our effective tax rate, that is the average of our tax rates across all the tax brackets that we fall into, all, all of our marginal rates, stays at or below 17.5%. If we can do that, then we're doing this in an efficient manner. What we don't want to happen is that we, say, convert the whole $30,000 at once, and then that bumps you into a higher tax bracket. Now your effective rate is higher. Maybe that's not the smartest way to go about this. A good way to think about it is if the tax code increases by, you know, 5% in 2026, but you went out and you did Roth conversions that actually made your current tax rate go up by 7%, then the juice wasn't worth the squeeze in that scenario. So mm -hmm. the main thing is, yes, we want to do Roth conversions. Now, doing them while we're working can sometimes be a little bit trickier than when you're retired. And depending on what age you are, it may be better to wait until you're retired to go ahead and do those Roth conversions. Uh, now, you know, if you're 63, 64, 65, somewhere in that window, and you're concerned about your Medicare premiums, that's just another thing that we have to consider. But when you have no income coming in, you know, if you haven't turned on your social security, you've stopped working, that's a great time to do Roth conversions because you have, you're starting with zero income for the year. And that gives us the opportunity to do these conversions without having to worry about bumping into the next bracket. And again, with good tax strategies, uh, part of a good retirement plan, being proactive, they'll talk to you about it. If you schedule with Robert's Wealth, 800-891-8680 to do that, 800-891-8680. From the Woodlands, I am 38 and contributing 30% to my 401k, but I am worried that I'm behind on my retirement savings. Should I start contributing to a Roth IRA with extra income every month? That sounds pretty impressive to me, 30%. Yeah, that's a high savings rate. And the first thing I would say is before you just go increasing your contributions, let's sort of realign the way we're, we're going about this. When it comes to the 401k, what you're going to want is to contribute enough to get that match. Now, there also may be a Roth portion available in your 401k. That's becoming more and more common. If so, you want to maximize your contributions to the Roth 401k. So once we're getting the match from the employer, we're maximizing our Roth 401k, absolutely, we want to contribute directly into a Roth IRA with your extra income. But not only that, at 38 years old, you're probably a good candidate to take advantage of tax code 7702. That means looking at some indexed universal life as a means for generating um, more cash value that's going to accumulate over time. One day, you're going to be glad you did that because you're going to have access to not just non-taxable, but non-reportable income. It's kind of like the money under the mattress, only better in that it grows. You don't have to worry about getting beat by inflation. And again, most importantly, you don't even have to tell the IRS that you took the dollars <laughs> out of the policy. And so that's a, a favorite tax strategy that we like for our clients that are younger and healthier. It's more feasible at 38 years old than it is at 68 years old. Right. So 
I would kind of shift my attitude towards savings so far. It sounds like you're contributing a lot to your 401k. Again, though, if that's a Roth 401k, that changes the, the situation a little bit. That's a good thing. Uh, but overall, we don't want to overfund our 401k when there could be better vehicles for our dollars. Yeah, that, that's impressive at 38 and they're that serious about retirement already and, and saving for it. Um, 401k coaching program uh, offered by Roberts Wealth may be something you want to look into. And and for you listening, uh, many things that Weston has said on the show today, I'm sure re- have resonated and you can put yourself in that picture. Well, come in and talk about it. A comprehensive review you can schedule now and at no cost and no obligation. Yes, these are strategic planning sessions in nature, and now's a good time. You know, we're going to open the phones. We believe that education's key to really everything in life, right? Not just retirement, but we've set aside time on our calendar to meet with the listeners here today. And I just want to talk briefly about our process and what it looks like. You know, it starts off with that simple phone call. We're going to discuss, you know, what are your immediate concerns? Now, we might not be able to give you recommendations right there. That's because we work as a team here. We're going to take the information that we gather from you. We're going to get back with the rest of the team, spend some time putting together a, a well-thought-out plan that's going to you know, solve all of the problems that you're concerned with going into retirement. From there, though, we're, we're going to give you some clarity surrounding all of those really important aspects of your total financial picture. Um, through this strategic planning process, You know, the entire time, it, it's going to be complimentary. We're not going to charge you for this planning process. But the goal is that we end up working together, of course. Uh, this includes a fee analysis. This includes you know, a comprehensive second opinion on your current portfolio where we're gonna send it off to Morningstar to get a third party analysis. That way, you, know, you don't just come in our office and we tell you how bad your current advisor is. It's more so to give you an objective look at where you are today. And then we talk about how we're going to get to where you need to be. And instilling people with that confidence, it, it's a powerful tool, uh, especially approaching retirement, just having the peace of mind, knowing that you can enjoy, you know, the, the final years here, the last stretch, if you will. Uh, it, it's an important thing. And that's what we do every day here at Roberts Wealth. And that is what they can do for you at Roberts Wealth Management and come in and talk about it. This is no obligation. It's no cost. Uh, but you can get uh, in a very comprehensive manner, a look at what your retirement could be. Uh, and some of the best strategies that they feel in, in a fiduciary with a fiduciary approach would be in your best interest. 800-891-8680 to schedule 800-891-8680. Uh, always great to talk to you, Weston, and always great to have you along on the show. Hope you're with us next week for Retire Right Radio. Roberts Wealth Management is registered as an investment advisor and only conducts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded from registration requirements. Registration is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean the advisor has achieved a specific level of skill or ability. Information presented on this program is believed to be factual and up to date, but we do not guarantee its accuracy and it should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed. This program is a paid advertisement sponsored by Roberts Wealth Management. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. Discussion should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy or sell the investments mentioned. A professional advisor should be consulted before implementing any of these strategies discussed. Investments involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment or strategy will be suitable or profitable for a client's portfolio. Asset allocation, rebalancing, and diversification do not ensure or guarantee a better performance and cannot eliminate the risk of investment losses. References to market results do not represent the performance of Roberts Wealth Management. Historical performance returns for investment indexes and or categories usually do not deduct transaction and or custodial charges of an advisory fee, which would decrease the historical performance results. There are no guarantees that a portfolio will match or outperform a specific benchmark. Tax information provided is general in nature and should not be construed as legal or tax advice. Always consult with an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. Roberts Wealth Management is not engaged in the practice of law or accounting. Tax and social security rules are subject to change at any time. Annuity guarantees are subject to the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company.